You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy, and before we come to today's episode, please check out the website www.miamiheatuk.com. We've just put a new, we have a new uh, uh, website contri- contributor, uh, Jack Cummins, has just put on his first piece about the Heat starting five. Very well received, really good article. So article's going to start coming now a lot more thick and fast uh, with things like that. We've also got all of our fun and games on their heat hot picks, etc., that a lot of people like to get involved in. And um, we'll have all our YouTube content going on there, all our podcasts will be going on there. So please be sure to bookmark the website. And of course, follow us on all social media platforms at the Miami Heat UK on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Just hit 500 followers over on Facebook. So come and join us over there too. On to today's episode, and I am back with the UK residents, Darren and Sam. Darren, how are you doing, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Sam, you good? Yeah, I'm great. It's finally weekend. It's finally <laughs> the weekend. Yes, this is it. And we also, we finally, finally have some wins to talk about, guys. Um, oh, four four <laughs> game win streak. It's not been maybe the prettiest basketball. We haven't had some glitz and glamorous showings maybe, but they are wins. They are Ws in the column. So we will take it all day long. It's the first time we have won four games straight since. Any ideas? 2019? No, mm-hmm. the last time we won four straight, this is courtesy of Five Reasons, they put this on their Twitter earlier, um, we went f- uh, the final game, final win against the uh, Pacers, and then going 3-0 and against the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, bubble last year. So, uh, mm. That was the last time we strung to give up four wins. So, um, yes, as I said, we beat the uh, Houston Rockins, Rockets last night. Uh, once again, just like the game before against the Knicks, Perhaps not the prettiest game. In fact, that's maybe even that is doing it a bit of justice. It wasn't nice, really, basketball to watch. Um, but we got a win. So that was the main thing that happened. And we've got the wins mainly because of one man in particular, and that is Jimmy Butler. The performances he's been putting in, nothing short of outstanding. A triple-double last night. Um, last five games, he's been averaging tri- uh, almost a triple-double. He's been very close on a number of occasions. Um, Jimmy is 100% leading this team at the moment. Darren? Um what do you think, though, buddy? Is this maybe, is this needed right now? Do we need, is Jimmy playing this hard because we simply have to start getting some wins and maybe we could then allude to he could maybe take it a little bit easier as we start to maybe seed a bit higher or get a bit higher than he can ease back? Or do you just not like to see this right now? Is this just pushing Jimmy too hard in the regular season? I think it's needed, that's for sure. Uh, and I think that the one thing about Jimmy is that he realises, you know, that it is needed right now. This is the the kind of wins that, you know, I think we said on the last pod that we were probably going to have to to do or to get, sorry. Um, we have to grind out a few wins. It doesn't matter how they come. Um, it hasn't been pretty, as you say. But the one thing that, that Jimmy brings, obviously, you know, is that leadership, as we know. But he just he controls the tempo. He controls everything that we do. Um, he realizes it in games when we, you know, we need to get to the basket. If we're getting, you know, as we did the other night in Houston, go cold um, from outside. He's the one that you know seems to to you know change the tempo and change the intensity. Um, so having him 
you know, back and leading it. Um, and, and, you know, his mindset anyway, as we know, is he wants to win every game. I think he was quoted on this before this road trip. He wants to win every game. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think he, he he knows and reads the game so, so well. Um, so he understands where we're at, understands what's needed. Um, and I think we said beforehand that, you know, he's, he's dragging people along at the moment. So um, he's scoring, he's creating. Um, and, you know, at the moment, that's where, for me, you know, I look at Bam and obviously we know he's still developing and, and he's got that big contract now. There's a bit of pressure on him. Um, I think he needs to to really understand that, you know, Jimmy needs that help. He needs to be the, the number two guy um, that's, you know, going to give him or relieve a little bit of pressure off Jimmy. And as you say, you don't want him to, to burn out if Jimmy can ever do that um, yeah. too soon into the season. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I'll come on to Bam in a second with you, Sam. But first of all, are you have you got any concerns about, I mean, Jimmy Butler is, as I said, he's one of the m most conditioned players in the league. So there's always that. Um, he's no spring chicken, no. He is getting into... No, let's, I mean, he's in his peak. Let's not, let's not put it past Jimmy. Let's not do him any, <laughs> any, any downers there. So, but are you worried? Is there, is there any concerns from you that this is too much too soon? Oh, no, not at all. Because uh, you've got to remember, Jimmy Butler's always going to bring us all to a game. Like, he's always going to put 197% in every <laughs> game if he needs to. But um, let's not forget where he started his career. Started in the balls with Thibodeau and he worked his player. So Jimmy's got that ingrained in his system. And I don't know about you guys, but watching the last few games that we've played, it, the only time the game feels like a convincing win is when Jimmy's taking charge. I don't know if I'm happy with that because I do like I like seeing Bam taking charge while Jimmy was off. But I don't know. I feel like that's like withered off a bit. But mm. yeah. I'm not at all worried about Jimmy, at least now. He's not playing to the level of, like, game five in the last finals. Like, that's death yeah. con, Jimmy. Like, yeah, yeah, he's just being Jimmy, so, so yep. that's what I expect. Yeah, and, and you're right with what you say. I mean, he's got also got this calming presence. Uh, if you're on the court with Jimmy as a teammate, you know that you've got someone there who's going to take control, as Darren said, and that, that's a very calming influence to have. Um, now, you mentioned there, Darren, about uh, Max Player, etc. We've also got Bam, who's also this now. Um, he did get a double-double last night, um, but only 10 points. The mid-range over the last couple of games, which has been so incredible, has fallen away. Um, what do we think? Do, do, we, do we need a bit more aggression from, from Bam at a bio? Do we need him to, you know, start remembering that he is a powerful guy? He can... Um, bully these, you know, when he gets to the post, especially against some of these smaller guys, that he needs to start realizing how good he is instead of passing it off like a quarterback or something. You know, what what are your thoughts really with with Bam? Because he has been great. Um, I think it, I, I was only on the last episode with Adam, um, and we both graded him an A for this season. But it's another game where the same concerns are coming uh, coming up, and when that mid range isn't uh, falling. There could be some concern here. What do you think with, with Bam? Does he need to maybe be a bit more assertive on that front? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Sorry go on. Oh, well, um, <laughs> I, think for, for, I think with Bam, for me personally, I think um, he definitely needs to, you know, insert himself and, and assert himself, should I say, more into the game and just, you know, know that, you know, his ceiling is so high. And I think that's probably something that, um, he's still realising, you know, uh, you look at his development and how quickly he's, he's rose to, to where he is and 
uh, as I, I go back to that contract, you don't get that contract on, on the back of, yeah. um, you know, of, of doing, you know, averagely. Um, I think he's, he's certainly still sort of learning his game, if you like. I think, um, he, you know, he's, he's got so many weapons, you know, in his arsenal that um, it, it's knowing when to use them. And like you say, I think he can be more aggressive when the mid-range isn't, isn't falling, you know, finding ways to the basket, you know, get to the free-throw line. Um We've mentioned, you know, possibly an outside shot now, a three-point shot. Uh, will he add, you know, even, you know, be uh, better at that and, and add that? Um, so I think it's just a, a mentality thing that he's he's got to realise that, you know, he's got all this um, weaponry. He's mm. just knowing when to use it. Yeah, Sorry, um, Sam, I'll let you speak now. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, Sam. I mean, he, he holds all the all the weight records in the in the room. You know, he's uh, in the gym. Uh, he, he, I mean, what? What does he need to do? Is there is there anything he needs to do, or are we are we looking into this too deeply? Do we just need to let him develop? Um, it's tricky because it seems like it's just the usual criticism that we've all got about yeah. it. He's just too unselfish. Um, I want to think back to the second Knicks game. Granted, he tried to take charge a couple of times, but the defense the Knicks played was crazy. Yeah. Um, and we're just starting to see him take that mid range. So, in my opinion we're still fairly new to it. So it's just finding his footing. So I feel we, he still needs a bit more time in terms of not only getting assertive, but bringing on those other elements of his game to it. That yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. And I think that you know, a lot of people at the beginning of the season was already starting to get excited about the fact that once he adds a three-point um, shot, he'll be no ceiling. But for, I think everybody just needs to I think what we just want to see from Bam is to him to just realise how good he is. I think it is as simple as that because he's he can he has got everything in his arsenal. He is a mobile, young, athletic guy that can that can bully pretty much any player in the league, barring a couple that will match up well with him. Um, and he just needs to realise that. And especially when you, it just gets a bit frustrating when you see him, you know, on the low post or whatever, and he's got a guy who's uh, inches smaller than him, and he still passes. It's like Bam that this is what you're here for. Go and get that bucket, drive, show that aggression. But yeah, I think that we need to, uh, you know, it, it, he's still had a good season and he's still hitting up good points. I think the drive, uh, if he can drive to the line, add some points that way, as, as again, I spoke about this on my last episode, we'll start to see those numbers increase as well. But um, yeah, I think but Bam and Jimmy looking good together. Um, the wins will rack up with that. Uh, just talking about the... Just, uh, sorry. I just want to add something to that. Um, the past few games, we've been missing Goran Dragic as well. Yeah. So there's been additional pressure on Bam to be a bit more of a playmaker. So that kind of plays into it as well. Yep. Yeah. That's that's a good point. And especially last night as well, with missing Tyler. That's a lot of um yeah, a lot of ball ball playing, as you said, that's gone. So we ever had to rely on, on people like Bam and Jimmy to do that. So just looking at the rest of this team then, because this is this is largely the roster that went to the finals last year. Um obviously three players out in Derek Jones, Jay Crowder, Solomon Hill, and then obviously three players in really with um, uh, Avery Bradley, Mo Harkis, and of course the the, the, the rookie Precious Ashua. Now it's difficult because we've not really seen the players that have come in, apart from Precious. Obviously, Bradley's been injured. Uh, Harkless hasn't been very good, and also had some injury struggles. So we haven't really seen much of that. Um, what we've lost come back in, but the rest of the team is pretty much the same. And this is still a team that seeded very very well, played very hard in the bubble, and obviously got to the finals. To, uh, to the Lakers to six. So what do we think about this team at the moment? Because it was a bad start. Uh, we know why. There's obviously been a lot of disruptions. Um, 
teams they're starting to come back now. We're starting to play more minutes together. There's a bit more cohesion, a bit more relationship forming again. It, can this team do it again, or is that really a, is that a stretch too far? Can can they? What what should be the minimum expectations? Do you think, Darren? I think the the one thing from from what I've seen uh, this season um, is we have a lot of youth, obviously, and 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 the way we performed, you know, last year and in in the bubble was phenomenally and you know Tyler and Duncan and they literally you know um, from an expectation standpoint probably exceeded all of our um, you know thoughts and, and what we thought would, would happen um, there was always going to be you know the developing players still they're still learning they're still young um, still learning their games so there was always going to be periods like we've probably seen at the start of the season where we, we may have struggles and I mentioned you know Jimmy you know, he's that veteran leader. He knows in games, you know, when to, you know, to what tempo's needed, you know, what what's needed. Um, so that's probably something I'd like to see us add, maybe, you know, a bit of savvy, you know, maybe a, another veteran just to to help lead. Um, again, that's probably where Bam um, maybe lacks a little bit at the moment, obviously in the, the experience side of it. Um, so I, it's, it's hard because of how well we did last year. You know, yeah. we love the guys, but um, for us to, to go again this year with what we have in the East, um, you know, in other teams and how they've built, um, I think we, we could potentially just need a little bit more veteran leadership, you know, a bit more savvy to the to the squad. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. And it, it's a really weird um, sort of uh, seeding, really, especially in the East at the moment. I mean, Sam, at the moment, fifth seed uh, has a losing record. Uh, which is just, it's bizarre. When you look at the West, I think it's the Mavericks down in 12th, I think, before there's everyone else is above 0.500. So very strange for you. Um, who, are the, uh, who, who are the locks at the moment in the East? Who are the, seed, the, the Eastern Conference locks for their seeds at the moment? Um, and, are the heat, and are the Heat in there for you? Um, right now, Eastern Conference... I want to believe the Heat will make it back to the finals. I want to believe it, but it could be my bias speaking. Um, <laughs> the Sixers have been quite impressive this season. They've been really good. Yeah. We'll have the box going to the finals. I think initially I actually had the the Nets and the Heat in the finals, but now mm -hmm. the Sixers and the box are making a bit of a question. But it's going to be tough. Um, in terms of my expectations for the Heat, I don't expect the Heat to make it to the finals, but I expect the Heat to at least, well, at least make it to the second round mm -hmm. and hopefully get to the conference finals. Mm -hmm. But with this team, I feel we've been saying this for the past few weeks, but this team is still like getting to the grips in terms of this new season. If you have a look at the stat board, it's a bit skewed because obviously people were, we had a few games where people miss, I think Jimmy missed 10 games or loads of people off with, the coronavirus, like tra contract tracing, etc. Yeah. But there's still a glimpse of hope when you look at the stats because our defensive rating, I think we're currently ninth. Mm. And I wouldn't say we've played fantastic defensively. We've let a ridiculous amount of threes go through. But mm -hmm. somehow we were quite good at defending the paint, which is quite surprising to me because I feel we need a rim protector. So... Um, if the little things like that, obviously Avery Bradley's missing a couple games and when he comes on, he's good on the perimeter. So yeah. um, 
obviously Jimmy Butler's back and we've got Tyler Hero back as well. So I'm expecting the offensive rating to go up eventually. But yeah, I think we're something yeah. like um are we are we what twenty seventh, I think, on offensive rating, something like that. So that's got to improve, obviously, and it will improve because we've we've missed we've missed our three three of our highest uh, scorers in in Goran, Jimmy and um and Tyler. Yeah, I feel the panic button is far away. It's not anywhere in sight, but the competition's a bit tougher this season. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point to make because the East is probably the most competitive it's been for years. Um, so that doesn't help our calls. Um, so I would say, yep, second round exit, if you gave me that right now, I probably wouldn't grumble. I probably wouldn't grumble. I think, I think that really should be the minimum. I think anything less than that would be sort of seen as a failure. Um, but at the moment, this team, yeah, I, I would I would say that you would say, OK, take that and then we'll go on to uh, see what we can do in free agency. Um, talking about trades then, um, today the latest player, seems like there's a new player every day, but the latest player to hit um, hit Twitter and rumours, etc., um, is Atlanta's John Collins, who's a free agent at the end of the season. Um, the feeling on Twitter especially, uh, a lot of people seem to like that fit. Darren, do you like the player, first of all? Yeah, big fan. Big fan of John Collins. Um, you know, I've tried to trade for him a few times on my, my fantasy leagues. Um <laughs> To uh, yeah, to no avail. But um, no, I like him, and I, you know, I just sort of you know doing a bit of background digging on him today. After I heard that, um, he seems like uh, you know we always talk about you know what he's a Miami Heat guy. Uh, would he fit you know in terms of you know the culture um, and everything? You know, research on him seems like he he would in every facet. So you know his his numbers are obviously very very good this year. Um, and again, you know, you add that to, to Jimmy to Bam. Um, you know, you've got a lot of output there from him. I think, you know, there's a, a few guys obviously being bandied about. Obviously, Carl Lowry's one. Um, I think Kevin Love has popped up, in, you know, in a few now, obviously. Um, one guy that I've always been a big fan of his, and again, I think would be a great fit, is, is Rudy Gay. Um, he's a guy that, you know, I've, I've loved, um, you know, for, for a long time, you know, in the league. And um, especially defensively as well. I think he'd, he'd add so, so much to us. Again, a veteran leader. Um, so, yeah, the John Collins one I really like, um, yeah. like you say, but there's a, you know, quite a few names been been bandied about and we always end up in, in them talks. Yeah, so um, I think that's, um, it's an interesting one. Um, a lot of people, as I said, have pointed towards the fact that it's another young player as well. He's not even anywhere near his prime yet. Um, I think that fit would work really well alongside Bam, so I would be all for that. Um, a choice out of um, John Collins and Carl Lowry, because they're the two latest players that have been uh, heavily linked. Um, which one of them would you go for? Stand with you, Darren, sorry. Oh, oh. sorry. Um, John Collins and, uh, and Carl uh, Lowry. And Carl Lowry, yep. I'm more leaning towards John Collins, like you say, more because of the youth. Um you know, I think Carl Lowry, obviously, you know, he's been there and done it now. He's a champion. Um, the age thing. And again, it would be experience, I suppose. Um, but I, I like John Collins. You know, I like what he brings. And, and um, like you say, the youth on his side. Uh, yeah. I think he'd be a, you know, a fantastic fit. Um, and probably at this moment in time, better, you know, than, than Carl Lowry. Yeah, would you agree with that, Sam? Would you say if you had to have one of the two, I think that both of the fits work perfectly. I've said many times as well, I'm a big Carl Lowry fan. I think that's exactly what we need. But when you look at the age, obviously he's at 35 years old now, so you're not going to get much more, probably only two seasons out of him. Um, yet John Collins, you could say, well, that's your, that's your next five, six years 
um, or uh, sorted with Dan for your front call. So, uh, what, what, first of all, again, same question to you. Um, you like the player? Yeah, he's a fine talent. Um, uh, but I, I absolutely agree with you when you say that both players are a good fit. But the way I look at it is in terms of what the Heat need at the moment. And for me, it's between additional playmaking, because how many games have you watched and you just see stagnant offense on a court? Yeah. So um, for me, we need either additional playmaking and even before Myers Leonard went out, additional size is what we needed. So in terms of like rebounding and just some more length in the front court. So they are perfect options in terms of John Collins versus Kyle Lowry. Um, I think personally, I'm just sick of seeing multiple possessions where we can't do anything with the ball. Um, <laughs> so I'd, I'd rather go with Kyle Lowry. Okay. Yeah, you have points in terms of um, age with John Collins. But who's to say he's going to sign a contract once his contract runs out? Mm. Well, at the moment, I'm just thinking of the now. And yeah, okay. we need someone like Kyle Lowry to get us at least to the conference finals. Yeah, well, you wouldn't see me complaining. I said I'm a massive fan of Kyle. Um, any other names that uh, jump out to you? If you was in Pat's shoes that you'd be sniffing around, anything that realistically you think that, that he could maybe look at? Um, so um, Lonzo Ball's been on the... Lonzo. And I'm, I'm an absolute Ball family fan. If you check out, uh, yes. I've been going on about the Ball family. Um, that's playmaking as well, although mm. might need his free throws to improve. And would, would you uh, would you be concerned about the package that comes with it, mainly his father? Oh, absolutely love the ball. Absolutely <laughs> love him. Okay, so Lonzo, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I mean, um, is that something that could be got, do you think? Yeah, it's, it's possible because he's been talked about on a trade block as well. But um, another person I've considered is Zach Levine. Um, um, I think he's on an expiring contract, isn't he? He is. Yeah, I think most of the Bulls are. Most of the Bulls stars, I think they've got Thaddeus Young. I think they've got uh, Larry, Larry Markinen. Um, yeah, I think the Bulls have, um, have got a lot to worry about, maybe, because all of their stars could be on the way out the door. Yeah, and Zach Levine's averaging career highs across the board this season. Yeah, so, yeah, so he is, yeah, he's, um, he's been exceptional. And I, I don't want to believe that it will cost much to get him in a trade. So if it's doable, then... I'm for it. Yeah, I think that Zach Levine is a bit like one of the. It's, it's a bit like Bradley Bill, really. Um, for me, they're the same. They're the same sort of player. I think there's not much between the two players. I know Bradley Bill gets lauded a lot more, but for me, when you look at the stats, etc., they're both on bad teams. You put them on a winning team, and um, both of those players elevate again. So um, I think if Zach's going to go, every team in the league is going to is going to be looking at him again. So um, it all comes to what um, what the Heat could offer, and it would have to be the same sort of packages. I think it would have to be Hero, etc., which I know uh, we're big fans of on this podcast. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, not sure really whether or not it's doable with Zach, but one hundred percent that would be that would be interesting. So let's get some um, let's get some predictions again. We said last week um, Samuel was going for four and zero. Me and Darren a little bit more conservative. We said three and one, um, and it was three and one the last four games. Uh, obviously started off terribly with the loss to the Pistons, but then got got the next three after that. So uh, the next seven, or sorry, six now, because obviously we've played the, the, the Rockets out West, Utah, LA Clippers, Warriors, Kings, Lakers, Thunder. Uh, what did we say? First of all, you know, what should be the minimum expectation here? or And what do you think is going to happen, Darren? Um, 
I think minimum, you know, we're looking to, to probably split the six. I think that's minimum. Would that uh, give us a four and three, which I think I, yeah. I mean, you would take it, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. Just looking at the calibre of teams we're going up against and, um, you know, looking at, you know, where, where they're at as well. Um, I'm inclined to probably go with that, you know, three and three for, again, Utah is going to be incredibly tough. Um, yeah. Clippers, you know, as we know, I know they're without Paul George, but um, Golden State can shoot lights out. And, you know, I'm, I'm loving watching them play this year. It was always going to be fun. Um, with Wiggins and Kelly Oubre, you know, with with Steph, you know, balling out. Sacramento is one I think we can, you know, as much as the, you know, I like the Kings again, a great yeah. team to watch at the minute. Um, that's really a, a I'd, I'd circle to to say we, you know, we go and win that one. Uh, Lakers, obviously, you know, it depends. I mean, AD has been out, but um, I'd probably say he'll be back by then. Uh, the Thunder again is one that I'd probably circle that you know we have to go and win. So, yeah, from me, three and three. I'd be happy with um, again just because of the calibre of team we're going up against and it being such a you know a lengthy road trip. Yeah, it is going to take its toll. Um, I completely agree with you. I think the two games first and foremost that they were, that the bookies would probably circle us as the favourites for will be the Kings and the Thunder. Um, after that, Sam, um, if they're two that you're expected to win, you'd probably look at maybe Golden State as the next one. Um, Utah red hot at the moment. Two LA teams. Tricky, obviously, when we don't match up well against the Lakers. Clippers, maybe. I mean, it's going to be tough. What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be tough. At the very minimum, we should we should win the OKC game and the Kings game. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, I'm not so hopeful with the Golden State Warriors game because, like like we've said, we're the worst team. We're one of the worst teams when it comes to defending the three point shot. Yeah, so it could work against us. Um, but you never really know. We might be itching for revenge against the Lakers, so that could be a win. And I oddly have some confidence against the Utah Jazz. Might just be me just thinking Bam will get the edge over Rudy Gobert. But yeah, I don't know. At the very minimum, we should get two of those six. But ideally, I'd be happy with a split. Okay, so if we ended up with Sam, if we ended up two and four for the rest, um, you you would take it, would you, or would you be disappointed? Um, I, I take it. No, that's a very it's, tough question. It's, it's, yeah, a tough it's, question. it's a bit of both, isn't it? You you would probably say, well, okay, it, it went to form, but it's not really something to celebrate, is it? A two and four record, but you know, we did we we picked up. I said on the last episode again, the most important game of this road trip was the, was last night's game, Houston's game, yeah. because if we were, if we lost that, you then follow up with Utah, you then follow up with Clippers, you you, you could easily go Norton free there, and then you're you're now trying to you know. You're battling against your record again. You're battling against, uh, you know, what you've put on your body already with some tough games still to come. And, uh, yeah, so I think that was a really important pickup last night. Um, just quickly, very, very quickly, on the Warriors then. Um, really fun team. They're currently sitting in eighth seed with a 14-12 and 12 record. Did the Warriors make the playoffs for you this year after, obviously, free peating and then, obviously, finishing 14th or 15th, whatever they did last year? Uh, now they're back in some sort of contention. Darren, are the Warriors going to see are going to get in the postseason? I think they will. Um, you know, I think before the season started, I thought Steph would come in absolutely blazing hot, which he is. 
Um, as I say, massive fan of, always have been a Wiggins. I know he's, you know, not probably reached expectation yet, but I think he's finding a bit of consistency now. Uh, Kelly Oubre, even though there is a few trade rumours around him, um, I like him a lot. You've got Draymond, obviously, now he's come, come in and has some, you know, very good games of late. Um, his stat lines are crazy, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I, I, again, they've got the know-how um, and it's just Steph, the Steph factor. I yeah. think, you know, he's, you know, Former MVP, I think he'll 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 drag them um, to a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been exceptional, wasn't he, Sam? Steph Curry. Um, a lot of people when he was out for such a long time, people forget very quickly. Sam Dame Lillard was the best point guard in the league, and I am one of better Dame's biggest fans. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Dame. Um, but is that crazy? Are we? Uh, is that complete disrespect? It's, it's Steph Curry, right? Yeah, I absolutely agree with Darren. Um... I feel Steph alone should be able to carry that team to a playoff spot. I feel like he's got a chip on his shoulder this season because everyone's just, like you said, everyone's forgotten because he's been out for the last, what, season and a half. And you don't really know what's going to happen with the Warriors. I feel if any team's poised to make a trade that will make them one step ahead of the rest, it's probably them because they've got a lot of expendable assets. Mm. Yep. They have. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I'm really looking forward to that game. I haven't seen much of the Warriors other than just highlights, so I'm really looking forward to that game coming up. Um, one thing that I forgot to mention that we should probably come back to, we've spoke a lot on this podcast over the last few episodes about Duncan Robinson, and he probably hasn't had, um, probably won't be thanking Max Struess for his performance last night. Uh, it doesn't do his case much much good. He's been in a slump. He was actually good last night. He was fine, much more, much better to uh, what we're expecting. Um, does that put more pressure on him that perhaps Duncan is expendable or have we just got to remember how far he's come so quickly, Darren? I think you're right, probably on both points. There will be a little bit of pressure there, obviously. There always going to be. Um, like you say, he started the game really well last night and probably set the tone a little bit. Um, but yeah, Stris has come in and, you know, it's another guy who's, you know, can catch fire, you know, can shoot uh, from deep. Um, and the dunk, I really enjoy yeah. as well. Um, got a lot of traction on Twitter, but um, but yeah, listen, I, I, yeah, again, I know I probably heart back to last year and the run that we were on and, and the finals, but you know, Duncan Robinson proved, you know, in clutch time and you know, in big games, he's you know, he's a he's a shooter, and, and shooters will go cold now and again. You've just got to stick with them, and um, so yeah, I, I'm more lean more towards obviously, you know, that um, he's still a big player for us, and um, you stick with you know, shooters as good as him. Yeah, you can never have enough shooters, that's true. Um, Sam, do you echo that before we, uh, we finish here? Do you echo that with, with what Darren's just said? And what's been your sort of overwhelming thoughts on uh, on Max's performances so far this season? Yeah, I agree with Darren, but I absolutely love Max this season. Um, I keep going on and on about his shooting mechanics. So he's got something in the works. But I feel he's still a development project. Um if you take a look at Duncan Robinson, obviously he sat his first season in the G League and obviously the Miami Heat hasn't got his G League affiliation this season. Yeah. So I, I don't think he'll be taking Duncan's job anytime soon, but um, he's for the, the fact that he could actually shoot at that quality and he's already got quite a few games that he's been able to prove that is definitely something that could keep Duncan worried about. Yeah. Yeah, he's still to me he's still in development, and I, I don't think the Heat will willingly put him in that line like yet, unless they absolutely have to, and maybe they just can't afford Duncan's contract or something like that. 
I could, yeah, I completely agree. I think you've summed that up really well. Um, yeah, it's exciting to see. As I said, you can never have enough shooters. I'm really enjoying Max's minutes. Um, the fan base have, have immediately sort of fell in love with him, which is good. You always like to see that. So, uh, yeah, keep doing your thing, Max. This is good. So we'll wrap it up there, guys. Um, before we go, as always, where can everybody find you on Twitter, Darren? At coach underscore carts. And Sam? It's, I just changed my Twitter name, so it's Bam Aquara. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> Yeah, um, Superb, yeah, I saw that. That's great stuff. Um, okay, guys, uh, thanks again, as always, for joining me. We'll look forward to oh, some brutal times, some brutal tip-off times, some stinging eyeballs for sure, um, but hopefully some Ws to make us a bit perkier in the mornings when we wake up from it. So until next time, we'll see you uh, next week with another couple of episodes. We'll all be back, plus another stateside guest. Um, until then, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.